0: Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Father, I thank you for this morning. Lord, you're in the house today. I thank you, O Lord, for what you're doing, O God. And I pray today for every person under the sound of my voice, God, Lord, both here in the building currently, those listening by podcast, that you'd open every heart, mind, and spirit, that they be receptive to your word. May the seed of the word of God fall onto good ground, produce a hundredfold harvest in Jesus' name. And I ask that you'd help me today. Help me, O God, to preach your word with clarity, with authority, O Lord. Let me say exactly what you want me to say nothing more, nothing less, and God will give you the praise for everything good that's done in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. As you're seated, turn around to two or three folks, give them a fist bump and tell them I'm glad to see you in church today. In this day and age in which we live, where lies deceitfulness and dishonesty abound. Truth is a very precious commodity. There are so many people today that are satisfied to believe a lie. If it's on the internet or on Facebook, it has to be true, doesn't it? I hope you sense the sarcasm in that statement. The book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 9 through 12 says, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness devises de- deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and to be, and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. As I stand here and I read these scriptures this morning, I'm only more and more reminded of how much deception is going on in the world today. It is amazing that some of the doctrines and and things that we once were so firm on and believed so, so strongly in of how people have become so deceived today and no longer believe the truth. Just this past week in and, and talking with some people and realizing how many people are so deceived, in the book of 2 Th- Thessalonians here that I read, I'm reminded that as the spirit of the Antichrist grows stronger in the world, deception only gets stronger also. I've preached enough here. I think you know, I do believe, I believe in the Scriptures. I believe that Scripture gives room for a pre-tribulation rapture, which I think is the strongest. And I won't personally because I don't want to face seven years of tribulation. But I do see where some could interpret that it could be a mid-tribulation rapture or even a post-tribulation rapture. However, I am am convinced that there will come a seven-year period in on this planet called the tribulation, the likes of which this world has never seen before. It will be marked by a man of lawlessness, a man called the Antichrist. It will be marked by a one-world government. And at the end of that, it will be followed by a thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ here on earth. You know, as as again, I am shocked so much now about how many people are so opposed to it. You start talking about end-time things, and it surprised me sometimes how many people just back away and, and just get scared or don't believe. Oh, I don't know if I believe in that or not. Listen, you better believe it, and I'm convinced more than ever as I read this. As how I read how deception will only increase as we get closer to that time. People are deceived today. In a day where truth has little or no value, I'm reminded of the question that Pontius Pilate asked Jesus in John 18 and 38. He looked at him and he asked Jesus, what is truth? This question that he asked is a question that no doubt has been with the human family from the very beginning. When the serpent told Eve that if she ate the fruit, she would be like God, even though God had told her different, the question went through her mind more than likely was, what is truth? Day after day in courtrooms throughout America, jury members sort through piles of evidence, witness statements, the accused pleas, and elaborate speeches made by lawyers. After days, weeks, or even months of this sorting, they have to decide whether the accused should live, die, or go to jail. And after all is said and done, when the rubber meets the road, the only question going through their mind should be, what is the truth? We're living in a day, and I know what day this is. This is back to school Sunday, and I think that's why this is so much more important than ever. Children are now asking the question, well, what is the truth? Is it true that I can just pick whatever gender I want to be? Is it true that or is it true that God made us male and female and, and he decided who we needed to be? Parents, in this crazy day that we're living in, I encourage you to start why it's starting to come out now. Watch some of these videos, read some of these reports from people who are now detransitioning. Read about how some of these, they were children, and they have been marked, and they have been, they've been scarred for life. They have been mutilated. By the, I know this can be a little bit uncomfortable, but I, I hate that we're having to even talk about this or think about this, but it's the world that we're living in now. And how, how these, these, these people are coming out and saying how, how even their parents were told by doctors the statement where you can either have a, a young lady that thought she might be a boy and how her parents were told where you can either have a dead daughter or a live son and convinced her to mutilate her body and inject herself with testosterone and hormones and now the damage that has been done to her. Can I just tell you, I still serve a God that's big enough to say, you know this by now, we started this year talking about how God can touch us mentally and emotionally. I still believe that we serve a God big enough that's able to heal us from depression and anxiety. You don't have to mutilate your body. You don't have to go the, world the way the world is telling you to go. And people are asking, what is the truth? I think there are people genuinely out there. I believe there are those that, now, God, I didn't intend intend to go this way. I believe there are those that are empowered by the enemy right now that are trying to shove these kind of lies down people's throats. But I also believe that there are some out there that are genuinely, they don't know the Lord and they're confused as all get out and they really are like, well, what is the truth? Cause I'm getting this from this direction, and, and, and I'm getting this. And if they're not a Christian, and, and they don't know the word, and they don't have any Christian influences, then, then social media and the ways of this world is continually shoving it down their throat and saying, well, this is right. Don't, you have, don't believe what those fuddy-duds say. Don't believe what those old-fashioned they don't know what they're here is the truth. And I do believe that there are genuine people out there that really are just like, what is the truth? I need to remind you what we're doing here. As we gather here, our purpose is, of course, to worship the Lord. But we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and we have been given the truth. While the world is trying to sift and sort through lies, we have... So, we have three simple things that I want to give you because, as I told you last week, I want us to pray over our kids because some have already started school. Some are going to be starting this week and in the coming weeks. And they're going to have to ask these questions What is truth? The first thing that we find in this scripture Jesus says, If ye continue in my word. I know this sounds simple, I know this is not profound. I know this is not something that's just going to make her, wow, I never thought of that. Even Brother, Brother Eric mentioned this, I believe, last week in his devotion, that, that there's just no way around it. Can I just tell you something? If you are going to be a Christian, a child of God, you cannot get away from this right here. If you want to live for God, if you want the peace of God, if you want the joy of the Lord, if you want the victory that only Jesus can bring, it you cannot separate yourself from the Word of God. This is so important. You can't get around it. Listen, you might can skip a few things that maybe some people think are important, but there is no, no way that you can be a successful, that you can be a victorious, that you can be a joy-filled person without the Word of God in your life. Jesus said, if you continue in my word. And Jesus gives here a stipulation. This starts as a stipulation. If you continue in my word. Now, he often gave them. He would say things like, give and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and what the door will be open. Ask and you shall receive. Jesus often gave these stipulations. If you will do this, I will do that. And often he gave the stipulation before he ever gave the promise. Now, let's just be honest. If we were dealing with regular humans, then I don't think we'd really want to jump on board. If somebody's trying to cut a deal with you and they're asking, well, I want this from you, Naturally, if we're dealing with other people, what are we going to say? Well, what am I going to get in return? Because if you're dealing with other human beings, then you can't ever know if somebody's really trying to give you a good deal or get themselves a good deal. Jesus, on the other hand, And I tell you that anything he ever asks you for, anything that he ever asks of you, you're going to get so much more in return. Our little is always always rewarded by much more when it comes to God. Can I just preach to you a little bit on this Sunday morning? If God ever asks you to give up something, if God ever asks you to give Him something, can I just tell you right now and guarantee you what little that you give up and relinquish to the Lord, He will reward you with so much more. If whatever He asks you to give, I can guarantee you it is in your benefit, it is for your blessing if you'll give it to him i gotta keep i gotta keep moving well what is what is the stipulation well he said if you continue in my word to continue means to keep on being or doing there's something about consistency anybody still out there there's something about consistency really in everything consistency in everything that you do, consistently getting your word. I know this is back to school Sunday, and I know exactly, that's why I'm doing it, because no matter how old or how young we are, being consistent in this word, every single day, Now, I know as we get older, our age difference, there's a different level of consistency and a different level of the amount of reading and a different level of the amount of understanding. But can I tell you something? For every single one of us, there needs to be some sort of consistency in this Word. For the smallest child, it might just be the Bible stories. It might be a verse a day. As you grow older, as you get become a young preteen or a teenager, you need to start developing. As you get older, you need more and more. The Word of God, continue in the Word. Consistency. If you continue, it means to keep on being or doing, to go on or extend, to stretch. Oh, oh we don't like to talk about that anymore, do we? You know, in pulpits now, especially here in America, we're just trying to make everything as convenient as we possibly can. I don't want to scare anybody off. I don't want to inconvenience you in any way because you might not come back to church. Well, listen, I've just come to the place. I just got to preach it straight. I got to preach it from the Word, and if you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you don't. And I, Because I got to answer to God one day. And I'd rather be all right with him than with anybody else. So here's the deal. Sometimes to continue is going to stretch you. Sometimes you're going to be tired. Sometimes you're going to be worn out. Now, listen, I'm not saying that there's never going to be a time where you're going to miss reading the Word and you're going to miss. No, I'm not saying that none of us are perfect, but as consistently, on a whole. Listen, there are some times, there are going to be some times where you'd rather just turn on Netflix or turn on the television than read the Bible. But Jesus said if you continue, and part of that word continue means to stretch, sometimes you're going to have to stretch yourself sometimes there's going to be a test that you studied for late the night before and you just don't feel like waking up the next morning. Maybe it's been a long week and you're tired. Sometimes, sometimes it's going to mean you're going to have to stretch a little bit. You're going to have to extend a little bit. You're going to have to stretch yourself a little bit. Right now in the next few weeks, you know what's about to happen. Football's about to start. And what are those guys going to do? They're going to run and they're going to run and they're going to run until their tongues hang out. Why? Because that coach is going to extend them and stretch them so that when it comes time for the real deal, they have extended. They have stretched. They have sometimes, I don't want to get this, just how it is. They may have puked on the practice field. They may have just about passed out on the practice but they have stretched themselves and extended themselves. And then when it comes time, they have built up themselves to be ready. God is telling us sometimes you're going to have to stretch yourself. Sometimes you're not going to feel like it. Sometimes you're going to have to make yourself continue in the Word. Stretch yourself in it. It's not always going to be convenient. Sometimes you're going to have to stretch yourself to get to church. Somebody say amen. We find here in this thought of the word, the authenticity, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I'm going to say this. I'm thankful for a lot of good Christian literature. I'm, I'm thankful for guys like Max Lucado. I'm thankful for good things like that. But can I just tell you that the Word is still the primary, the Bible is still the primary. It is profitable in every aspect of your life because it's authentic. It's powerful. Hebrews four and twelve says this: that the Word of God is what is quick and powerful and sharper. Than any two-edged sword. You see, we've got to have faith according to scripture. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And according to Romans 10:17, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You've got to have this in your life. To acquire faith, we must read or hear the word. And as faith builds in an individual, great things can happen. I got to keep moving. Number two. He said what? Number one, he said, if you continue my word. Number two, then are you my disciples indeed. A disciple is a person who follows another as his teacher or leader. You know, there's a lot of people nowadays that, you know, they they claim, some claim to be a Christian, but I don't know that they really are. If you want to be a disciple of Christ, you're going to have to follow after Christ. And following after Christ as your teacher or your leader means more than just showing up for a Sunday morning service. Oh, this is tough. I know that's all right. He said, You shall be my disciples indeed, in fact, truly, really. Listen, if you'll obey him and you'll follow after him, now I know sometimes you're not going to feel like it. Sometimes you're going to feel like some of those guys like Peter. Peter that messed up, Peter that had a big mouth, all abandoned him. But they were still his disciples anyway. Can I tell you, this goes both ways when you hear that? Listen, if you'll continue in the word, you may not, you may not always feel like the most anointed, Holy Ghost filled, powerful man or woman of God, but if you're trying, if you're following after him, you are his disciple. Don't you listen to the lies of the devil. Don't you let him convince you any other way. If you're following after him, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. And don't let anybody tell you any different. Then you are my disciples indeed. Number three, and you shall know the truth. Truth will be forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. I told you at the beginning of this that Pilate looked at Jesus and asked, What is truth? How ironic this was that Pilate was talking to truth and didn't even realize it. Because Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, truth is going to be forever. Here's the good news. Here's what really makes this a lot simpler. Are y'all ready for this? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the truth is never going away. The truth always remains the same. So as everything around us is changing, the truth stays the same. I think it was last fall when I preached on the series of the Ten Commandments Folks, those have not changed. I told you, if you go back, it's still on the podcast somewhere. Those 10, those 10 things, those 10 moral commandments that God gave us, they haven't changed in thousands of years since God gave them to Moses up on the top of that mountain. They've not changed. They're still the same. They've not changed a bit. We still shouldn't have any other gods before him. Still shouldn't murder Still, shouldn't steal. All of those things are still the same. The truth of the matter from the beginning of the book of Genesis, and God made them male and female. It hasn't changed. It's still the same. In a world that seems so complicated, and if you're just trying to follow it around and trying to figure out what's right, it is complicated. But when you stand on the rock, the solid rock of jesus christ then you realize everything else is shifting sand but he never changes and he is always the same and though opinions change and and experts change and all of this change the truth is forever and the truth will never change amen give god praise if you believe that And finally, as the musicians and singers come, the fourth, final thing this morning, and the truth shall make you free. The book of John, chapter 8, and verse 36, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. You know, this is a different angle today than I've ever preached or thought about this before. The angle I've always come from, which is still applicable, is that Jesus can set you free from anything, any sin, any addiction. He can set you free from that. That's, that's still true. That's not changed. Still the truth. But in this confused, messed up world today, it's like the Lord just just showed this to me of how now. That's a great thing about the Word of God being alive. That the truth will make you free. And not only can He, yes, free you from sin and alcohol and drugs and pornography, all those kind of things, but He can set you free from the worry and the stress of trying to figure out with all the different opinions and all the different stuff going on, he can set you free from all that worry and all that searching and all that stuff that the world is just trying to throw your way. And you can find yourself free and say, I don't have to live in confusion because the truth has set me free from confusion. In a world that is turned upside down. In a world that keeps trying to keep... keep, Have you ever... listened? this is so... This world is so absolutely nuts. In a world now, Hollywood, that is trying to now... If you don't know this... Hollywood is now trying to bring around and make you think that pedophilia is okay. They're just trying to say, hey, it's okay, you know, trying to bring this whole mess around. My God, who would have ever thought that we would come to this kind of day? You know what, really? I'm just going to be honest. I hope you, you know what, really just like, wow. Wow. Because now, now you have, and I really don't know how any other way to say this, but now your traditional homosexuals are now even having to come around and saying, whoa, y'all know what I'm talking about here. They're even coming around and saying, hey. You know, we're all right with what we do, but we ain't even, a, we ain't even approving of this junk with kids, want, people wanting to get with kids. What a messed up world we are living in. And there's so much deception and so much lies that the Lord just, just showed this to me in this. And like I said, it's still true. I'll go down in a few weeks again to the well and preach to those men and women that God is helping them get off drugs and alcohol, and I believe the truth will set them free from all that. But I also believe, and I see it now, when you know the truth, it'll set you free from confusion. When you've got the truth, it'll set you free from having to stop and people saying, is that okay? Okay. No, it ain't okay. Well, you know, is is homosexuality, I mean, if it's a if it's a loving relationship, if it's a loving consensual relationship between two adults, is this it? Still, no. No! Well, you know, is it okay to transition if if if, if they've got feelings that they are another son? No. God help us to be set free from the spirit of confusion that is in this world. I started in this introduction 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 11. Or excuse me, verse 10 and all the ways that the wicked deceives those who are perishing they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved for this reason God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness they refused to love the truth and so God then allows them to be fall into this delusion. Look at the world around us. All, all I can speak, and I know I'm thankful, I'm thankful. We got a lot of people from a lot of different places. All I can speak from right now is growing up here in the United States in the South that even those that didn't even proclaim to be a Christian there were some things that even non-Christians said that's wrong. But now I believe what I just read to you is coming to pass that when we, you refuse the truth, you refuse to love the truth and be saved. God is allowing a powerful delusion to come. People are just believing all kind of crazy mess. You say, Pastor, I don't want to be saved. Well, that's the good news. I don't want to be deceived. Well, that's the good news because he said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So in other words, if if you'll love the truth, the only people that got the delusion were those that refused to love the truth. But for those that will love the truth, And embrace the truth and stand on the truth. For them, they're set free from the deception of the enemy. You don't have to, I worry, there's been times in my life that I have. I've been, oh God, I don't want to be fooled. Jesus said it right there. Just love the truth. Just love the truth. I'm going to say this and I'm about done because we're going to pray. And you probably heard me say this before. But it's so applicable. When you begin to, they train people in banks and different things to detect fake currency. The most effective way is not to show them all the different types of fake money that's being produced because there's a lot of it out there. But the most effective way to train people into how to detect fake currency is just let them handle the real stuff long enough that as soon as something that ain't real hits their hand, they know it. They feel it. Something ain't right here. So listen, the, the, the best way, and listen, I know we've got to be, yes, we've got to be on guard and there, there's a, a, to minister to this world, we need to know somewhat of what's going on in this world. But the best way to know the truth is to not just try to go out there and try to study to death every lie that the devil's got out there. But the best way to know and not be deceived is just you handle this, this so much that any time a lie comes your way, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't right. That ain't right. You know, can can I get this spiritual? You get checked by the Holy Ghost when something happens and you're just like, ooh, uh uh-uh, I don't don't feel right about that. Can I just, I know it's old-fashioned, but can I just tell you, I still believe in the conviction of the Holy Ghost. And I still believe that he will help you. That when something comes your way and it ain't right, that he will. He'll, he'll, ho, ho. Anybody ever had that happen before? You know, you know, you, you, you've run into something, something comes your way. And all of a sudden, bam, it's, it's not like it's out there in the open or real obvious, but something, something inside you says, oh, whoa, whoa." pump the brake. Something ain't right here. You can be led by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said you can know the truth and the truth will set you free on this back to school Sunday as our kids go back to school I want to believe that our kids can be set free from the deception because they know the truth everybody else around them may, may be in a delusion and may be in, believing a lie but I'm going to believe that our kids that our kids know the truth will be set free from believing the lie. Not just that, but then they can share it with those around them and be evangelists in our schools and shine that light of Jesus. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at C O G. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at startvillecog.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.